2: She's really pissed off. Panic and confusion.
0: I turned around and whoop.
2: Definitely an impact.
0: Had a heart attack
3: and that was it.
2: I see like pools of blood.
3: People were quitting on me left and right. You don't want to walk through the door.
2: It came behind me trying to grab my back.
4: It came to watch a boy die.
2: There's something down there. My name is Amy Allen. A lot of dead people are here. I see dead people. This is not good. I speak to dead people. He is very pissed off. And they speak to me. The house is angry. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. He's killed people. I rely on my partner.
5: I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. He got shot at his house. And I know every person, every house, has secrets. Aren't you terrified being here? It's my job to reveal him. That sounds like something out of The Exorcist.
2: But Steve and I never speak.
5: We never communicate during an investigation.
2: Until the very end. That.
5: When we uncover if it's safe for you to stay. I'd like some answers.
2: Or time to get out.
5: Amy and I remain completely separate during our investigations. I gather the facts through research and interviews with key witnesses. After we're done, we'll meet with our clients to disclose our findings to them and to each other for the first time. I'm just about an hour north of New York City in a small town called Carmel. I'm on my way to meet with a guy named Anthony, who works security at a restaurant called Smalley's Inn. Anthony's a tough guy. I can tell just by the way he talks. But he's so scared about the things that are happening in the restaurant, he's thinking about quitting.
3: This restaurant contains a lot of photographs and personal items. So I have to be careful to remove or cover anything that could influence Amy's findings. Once the location is cleared, Amy can begin her walk.
2: I saw this female, and I've seen her before. At home, it was her and two men surrounded my bed, (sighs) and they were trying to kill me. Whether I'm at home or traveling to a location, the dead know I'm coming long before I do. So sometimes they'll appear to me days before my walk and if they feel threatened, they'll try and stop me any way they can. She was like white and transparent, and she really hates me. She's here. She seems to cause death.
5: Anthony. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good to meet you. When we spoke on the phone, you sounded a little concerned. Yes. Um, What's going on
6: here? A lot of things are happening here. I've seen apparitions. I've seen things getting pushed off a table. I've been shoved from behind. You're kidding. Swear to God. I hate to say that I'm scared, but yeah. I grew up in the streets of the Bronx, and I had a gun pointed at my head. But it's when you can't see the stuff that will drive you crazy. You don't want to walk through the door. To come to work.
5: I know exactly how Anthony feels. I've been in a few shootouts myself. But I think if I ever actually saw a ghost, it scared the hell out of me. So this is actually hurting your income?
6: Yes, I've cut my hours down, yes. I need to support my wife and three kids. I can't afford to lose this job.
2: She cries. Really nasty. She is what people would call a banshee. Most people have heard of banshees from Irish folklore. They're actually a kind of omen. If you hear one, someone you love will die. If you see one, you are going to die. You all right? No. She's happy, causing chaos. She really hates living people. It's really strange. I think she's here. Where? Downstairs.
6: This is why I cut my my house. Because of the basement. Yeah. Like, you show me? All right, let's go.
5: Watch your head. All right. All right, so what happened to you down here?
6: One of the barmaids asked me to get uh, some ice. Okay. And I came down here. I reached about where the ice machine is. And a woman that was very, like, proper uh, whispered something in my ear. I turned
5: around, and boom, I got tossed. I mean, guy, I'm a big guy. Yeah, I mean, I go 210. You got to be at least 275, 280, right? easy. Easy. They
6: threw me back here, and um, she walked right by me.
5: She doesn't make eye contact or nothing, nothing like Nothing, like
6: I'm not even there. Like, like, she does it every day. Like, every, this, this is where she belongs to go.
2: I just felt like that kind of bash in the head thing. Ow. Someone here has caused a great deal of physical pain, and now I can feel it running all across my body. And I have this, like, pain, like, whoa. Ow. Definitely an impact.
6: Describe the way the woman looked. She was dressed like in the 1800s look. The big puffy dress. Okay. Nice hat. What color was her hair? Blondish, and I could see through her. What'd you do? I took off like about out of hell.
2: Wow. she's up in everybody. She's really pissed off. And she sees an opening and takes advantage of it. It's like revenge, seek revenge.
6: So what else have you seen down? There? I seen um a male apparition and the same. I came down here to get some liquor and I almost shuck it like bumped into him like as it was a customer. Can you describe the guy to me? Yes. The hat was half on. Curly, white hair, jacket, the ruffles in the shirt. And I'm, I'm ready to pop him. I'm ready to, you know, to smash this guy. And he went that way. I went after him. Nothing.
5: Gone. And now I know this is theirs. I don't belong down here. If that happened to me, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could even come back down in a basement like
6: this. Well, I don't. And there goes my pay. And there goes putting food on the table.
2: And there's a uh, men in uniform down here.
6: What kind of uniform?
2: He's wearing, like, a poofy outfit. With, like, it comes out. The arms come out. Then a rifle with a... Uh, couldn't cut, kill you.
6: Like a knife on the end?
2: Mm-hmm. But I don't feel good about it because he made me feel uncomfortable when I was walking down the stairs. Mm -hmm. He feels like maybe the basement's his area or something. He follows people, he likes to intimidate. It's all like sneak attacks, though, for him. Sneaky in the dark, sneaky behind your back. He gives off panic and confusion. Makes me
5: feel
1: scared. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
0: Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Mm, I just got like this really angry male. He makes me feel scared. The vibe he gives off is this panic and confusion. He's not confused, but he kind of puts that out there. You know what I mean? Like, that feeling. Very intimidating. I don't know what his problem is, and I don't know why he's still here. Or even how he got here.
5: I understand there's a lot of strange things going on in this place. Have you experienced anything?
3: I've seen uh, an apparition at the bar a man wearing a suit and a tie. I couldn't see his face. There used to be some video games. Next to the bar, when you played the video game, you'd see another face looking out at you, and you're just thinking, all right, someone's looking over my shoulder and seeing what I'm doing with this video game, and then you take a break, and that person's not there. Yeah, a lot of times when I tell these stories, the hair on my arm, I just get goosebumps. I can see them. Tony, are you concerned that business is hurt by any of these stories? It did scare off a lot of customers. okay. People have gotten tugged on their sleeves, pulled on their aprons, tapped on the shoulder, stuff like that. Well, what happened? I
2: don't know, he came behind me. It was like trying to grab my back. It feels like this soldier guy, or captain, whatever he is, I don't know, he's hiding.
0: Hmm. Do you know where he went? No. Oh.
2: This angry soldier doesn't like me wandering around. He's already attacked me once, and I'm concerned he'll do it again. Hmm. Weird. He's just... hiding.
3: People were quitting on me left and right. A girl was getting ice from the ice machine. She glanced off into the back where the liquor cabinet is and noticed a soldier standing there looking at her. So did she describe what she saw? A blue uniform with a yellow stripe going down the uh, side of the pants. So, the Civil War, or an older army uniform. Yes. The girl quit that night. She did? Yeah. Okay.
5: Did anything like that happen to anybody else that worked for you?
3: Yeah, I had one waitress, and she got tormented a lot. In what way? Anything in particular? Things getting thrown at her. The ice scoop from the ice machine was actually thrown at her. Is she
5: around so I could talk to her?
3: No, no. She's no longer with us. She died? Yeah. She'd passed, uh prematurely and by
5: accident. So,
3: Tony, Mr. Smalley, I assume, who the restaurant's named after, is that... Yeah, he actually purchased the place in 1852.
5: How long have you owned this place? Well, it's been in the family since uh, 1965. It's clear Anthony and Tony have had their share of experiences here. But I need to talk to someone who wouldn't be influenced by workplace rumors. So I found a contractor who did some work in the basement but was too scared to finish the job. So you were contracted to do the work here? Yeah. Now, what happened while you were on the job?
7: The first couple of weeks were fine. We got a lot of stuff done. After a few more weeks went on, I noticed that within two or three hours I would get sort of a negative feeling, a sadness feeling, sort of like a depression. I didn't want to see people, and I would get very tired, extremely tired, like as if I worked a whole day. And and strangely enough is, you know, when I would get in the car and leave here, but, you know, within 45 minutes, I'd begin to feel better. Had you ever felt like that before? No. Are you starting to feel any of those feelings now while we're down here? I do feel a little sensation. I feel tired already. You don't? I do.
2: I feel like that soldier guy. I think it feels like maybe the basement's his, his
1: thing. Do you think that he makes himself known to people in the basement?
2: I think that they might feel him before they see him. I don't... I think he really likes to be seen.
7: I got a problem with the lights down here. They would just fizzle out and burn up. You know that that doesn't yeah, happen? that doesn't really happen. Now, if a regular bulb explodes when they when they normally burn out, they make like a flash, like a camera flash. Right. These ones would just, like if you had it on a dimmer. We're talking like two or three bulbs a night. A night? A night. Anything else strange? It did have a pile of lumber. On the other side of the room, there was about 75 two-by-fours on the floor over there. And the first night I started, they were on that side. The next night I came back, all the two-by-fours, just as neatly stacked as I had them, were on the other side here. Like I was disturbing something. Jeff, I gotta ask you, what, what made you stop working? I couldn't get anything done. I can't continue to do work at a place where we can't get anything done. And then, uh, depression. Just wanted to leave and go home. Now, would you normally walk off a job? That's absolutely not my personality. I've never walked off a job before.
2: His favorite place is the basement, and he is very protective of it. He doesn't like anybody down there. And he moves stuff. This soldier believes it's his job to guard the basement against any intruders. And he'll do anything to protect that space. His technique is to is to freak people out in the dark. It feels very claustrophobic, like you can't see your way out to escape. I don't really like being in the dark here
0: for some reason.
2: Being in the dark here is uncomfortable, and that's odd because I don't really care about that. It feels like this soldier guy, his uh, technique is to is to freak people out in the dark.
5: Tony told me that the original owner of the inn was a guy named James Smalley. So I'm headed over to meet with a local historian who knows everything about this guy's past. As you know, I'm doing the investigation on the Smalley's Inn. Mm -hmm. I was talking to the owner, and uh, he said the place was originally owned by James
0: Smalley. James Smalley bought the building in 1852. And he turned it into a inn, a tavern, and a restaurant. Okay. And here's a picture of James. By all accounts, he was magnanimous. He was uh, outgoing. People said he would do anything for anyone. He was quite active in the community. Uh, town supervisor, sheriff, treasurer, assemblyman. He even recruited soldiers for the Civil War. Do we know when he died? He died in 1867 of what was called a sudden morning heart attack in in the building itself. Do we know how old he was when he died? He was about 54. One morning he woke up, had a heart attack, and that was it.
2: I also get this guy. Um, I don't know if he worked here or owned the place, uh, but he was very much in charge and was here all the time. And he also is more like residual the vibe around him was really happy good you know care like just really awesome but he died here he died here
5: how did he die
0: i think he had a heart attack
5: so did james smalley have a family
0: yes his first wife was named harriet and they had nine children together two of them died in infancy
5: now, do we know what Harriet passed away from?
0: We don't know, but she died in 1850, and then he married Harriet's sister, Emily, and had an additional six children. So things must have been very crowded in the inn. Yeah, that's about 15 kids. Right. Unfortunately, two of James and Emily's children died very young of diphtheria.
5: Linda, what exactly is diphtheria?
0: It's a disease that's contracted through contaminated food. It affects the respiratory system, similar to what we would think of with pneumonia. Very difficult to breathe, affects the nose, the throat, a very painful slow death for the two children.
2: It's weird, because I see like people living down here.
0: What do you mean?
2: Like They all live down here. Maybe like 10 people. Are sleeping down here.
3: You know, if they have any relationship to each other.
2: Yeah. Feels like uh, maybe one family. Okay. I do see some people who are sick.
3: What kind of sick? Like flu. Just like a passing?
2: I think a couple of kids died from it. Again, just getting this, like, loud people yelling. This is a long time ago. It is weird, though, because I do see, like, pools of blood. Where? On the floor. The blood on the floor is, like, an indicator of how many people died here.
5: Linda mentioned James Smalley was very active in the Civil War. That caught my attention because Tony said several people reported seeing an apparition of a soldier in an old-fashioned military uniform. I need to find out exactly what his involvement was. So I'm off to meet with an elected official who happens to be a war buff. He promised he could fill me in. I'm doing an investigation at the Smalley's Inn and I learned that James Smalley was pretty active during the Civil War. Oh, he was extremely active in the Civil War. He handled the draft wards, get the young people from the county to enlist, Okay, so his role was to actually get men to go off and fight. Yes. Did Smalley actually serve in the war? He was too old to serve in the war. So Rich, did he serve any other way? Oh, yes, he did. He, uh, he actually had a mortuary underneath the inn. Now that was in the basement? Yes.
6: Soldiers that died of their wounds in hospitals who were shipped home for burial were put up temporarily in his morgue beneath the inn. Okay.
2: Mm, someone's talking about something medical. What do you mean? Mm. I'm seeing tables here, like a long table. There's a lot of people here, and there's, oh my God. They're bringing in these men. People are freaking out, and they've been injured, and like someone's digging a bullet out of somebody. It's gross and dirty and disgusting.
5: After meeting with Richie, I wanted to see what other information I could find out about Smalley's Inn. So, I went to the local library to see what I could uncover in their records. Digging through the archives, I came across several articles about a convicted murderer by the name of George Denny, who was executed at the courthouse right down the street from Smalley's Inn. turns out there's a local author who's actually writing a book about this case. I've reached out to him and he tells me there's a lot of weird twists and turns to the story so vin i came across an article uh, from the 1800s where this kid george denny got executed it looks like it was the only one in carmel's history so what were the circumstances of the homicide what happened
4: in october of 1843 an 80 year old man named abraham wanzer is in his cabin middle of the woods and someone calls him out when he walks outside he's shot point blank in the chest with a shotgun So they arrest 17-year-old George Denny, who was virtually a homeless boy. Bring him here, put him in the jail behind the courthouse. They have a trial in November. Hung jury, let him go. I had read they had a second trial. Yeah, then they do a second trial, and in the second trial, the jury said, hang him. On the day of the execution, 4,000 people came here, here, in front of this courthouse. All night long, wagons came in and out. And it was like a a circus. They came from everywhere to watch a boy die. So they have him on the steps of the courthouse. Then they put the rope around his neck. They take the boy with the noose around his neck, led him down the steps in front of Smalley's Inn. Then they parade him to the back where the gallows are. And they execute him. So, Vin, after his execution, what happens to the body? There is no grave for this boy. There is no monument of any kind. We're not even sure what cemetery he might be in.
2: Amy, who would you like to draw? Well, I would like to draw a woman. She looks like a banshee. Okay. She's very, very thin. Very thin mouth. Her nose is long and pointy. And the hair. She has long, long white hair. Does she have um, an expression on her face? If anything, kind of sad. Is this who you saw? Yes, it is.
5: Now that our investigation is finished, it's time for Amy and me to present what we've discovered to the clients and each other. Now, these two tough-looking guys that are sitting in front of you have uh, called us in. Anthony here works security for the restaurant.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: He's a tough kid, but he's pretty frightened by some of the things that have happened to him here. And he's actually considering quitting because it's that frightening for him. Okay. Tony owns the place. He's been here for a lot of years. But he's concerned about maybe losing customers because of what's going on here. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy and uh, hear about her walk.
2: Well, um, there was something I encountered before the walk. I was at home, and these three dead people showed up. And one of them was a female. And she was standing beside my bed, and they don't want me to continue doing what I'm doing because I'm, like, telling people how to make them go away. I get here, and... I do my opening and she's there. And she's like, you know, hates me and wants me dead
3: and So you're saying she's here?
2: Yeah. And I'm like, oh. She's she hates all living people. She's pissed off and really depressed. So she does cry a lot and like moans or wails. And she had long hair that looked white and I could see through her, which is really weird. Most people think that the dead usually show themselves as transparent, but that's actually very rare. To me, they usually appear as solid as living people. She was showing herself to me in a very interesting way.
5: You said it was transparent?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever heard of a banshee?
5: I've heard the term.
2: A banshee? is, like, a grim reaper. Usually in, like, Ireland, Scotland, they wander about, and they scream and they cry. If somebody sees them, that person's gonna die. If somebody hears them, someone close to that person is going to die very soon. Banshees don't intervene and cause a person to die they just like are notifying them this one is also potentially causing them to die and she'll go around the area it's not just here she's affecting other locations around so that's great
6: i could take this woman to my house with my kids right
2: yes you can um well actually i sketched her
5: when amy does a sketch i don't see it Oh, my God. This is freaking me out. It's not really like a sketch I've seen you do before.
2: Well, she was transparent.
6: The woman I saw downstairs was transparent. I could see through her.
2: Her eyes were just all white.
6: It almost was like
3: describing a witch. That's a scary-looking picture.
5: What else did you uh, see on your walk?
2: I encountered a... Big guy who had dark hair and he was really happy. Um, Big smile on his face all the time. Really good vibes. And I got that he was an owner of this place. And he had a heart attack. You saw that? Yeah.
5: It sounds like one of the original owners who this place is named after, James Smalley. That's how people describe the guy. Everybody liked him. Here's a picture of Smalley. He died of what they called a sudden morning heart attack. His first wife died. He had nine kids with her. He wound up marrying her sister a couple of years later and had another six kids with her. This is his second wife, Emily. Oh. They heard and
6: seen this lady. You saw her? I saw her downstairs. She had a hat on, you know, very well-dressed, beautiful gown like they wore back then.
5: And one of, the, one of the reasons we're here, he was in the basement, and he got shoved. As I'm filling up the ice,
6: I hear a whisper in my ear. I got flung
5: like I was, like it was nothing. Now, why'd you say, oh, when you saw the photo?
2: Well, I felt when I saw this photo that it was her.
5: Looks like it all. Looking at her, the mouth, the nose, the eyes, even a hair parted down the middle for that matter.
2: I was relieved to see that photo because that was the woman I saw and living people can never become banshees. This makes me believe she was just projecting herself as one in order to scare people away.
5: Now moving forward on the walk, uh, anything else after that?
2: I saw long tables uh, and then I saw three pools of blood and these men were brought in. They were bloody messed up. The room was disgusting. I mean, it was dirty. Really, really dirty.
5: We're talking about Smalley. The guy was the sheriff. You know, he was on the city council. He, he was also the coroner. During the Civil War, the basement acted as the morgue for the soldiers that were getting ready for burial. Oh. What else did you say?
2: In the uh, basement, I see this guy, and he's like, a soldier. I'm walking back up the stairs and he pushes me. And what I felt was his hands go inside my back, and then he's pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me out. He follows people, he likes to intimidate. It's all like sneak attacks, though, for him. He gives off panic and confusion. Makes me feel scared. He he's really good at that kind of stuff.
3: There was a, a, a waitress yeah. who saw a soldier standing in the back room by that liquor cabinet. She was messed with a lot.
2: It's The basement area, it's his territory. You can definitely feel him before you have an experience with him.
5: <laughs> it's funny because I interviewed a contractor that was working for Tony and uh, who won't come back here. He's working in the basement and the lights would just dim and just go out four or five times a night. And he's never seen that before. He had 78 pieces of two by four lumber that were literally moved overnight from one side of the basement to the other side.
2: He knows how to physically manipulate his surroundings, moving plates or, or chairs or glasses. This person kind of reminds me of him. And I don't know how I can explain that.
5: He was really big uh, during the Civil War. He recruited guys to fight in the war. But he was too old to serve. Could he be the guy wearing the uniform?
2: Possibly. I believe the happy man I encountered was residual energy from when he was alive. But in death, he showed himself to me as an angry soldier to protect his property.
5: So, Amy, you didn't happen to pick up anything on a hanging?
2: No hanging, no, no. Not at all.
5: Well, there was this guy, Abraham Wanza. He was killed by a kid named George Denny. George Denny was convicted and tried of the murder. Right before they hung him, they prayed him right in front of here Because there was 4,000 people here to watch this execution. And they dragged him around with the noose around his neck. Then they hung him. Why do you think you didn't know that you didn't get the kid that got hung?
2: So when I walk in, it's like everybody's talking. There's a lot of images. And so I just try to hone in on what I feel is important. You just never know what you're going to get. No one sensitive is ever 100% accurate. And if they are, you better wonder why.
5: Well, Anthony, Tony, the good news is you're not crazy. There's obviously stuff going on here. question is, is it safe for you to be here? For that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy and see what she thinks about how to resolve this.
2: She is your first priority to deal with. Honestly, when I saw the photo, I kind of got a little excited because then I'm like, well, maybe she's not oh, a sorry. real banshee. Yeah,
3: well, that's good because I'm actually getting nauseous.
2: But it doesn't matter if she's not a real banshee because she is still doing what she's doing. So the biggest thing to take care of is this person. And it's not gonna be easy. Be very, very careful. You know, my suggestion is to find a priest and you need a medium at the same time. The medium is basically going to make contact with her, you know, find out what her issues are, let, basically let her vent, and they're both going to ask her to please leave. You also have to get rid of the soldier. The priest is going to do a blessing, and that's going to help with him to leave. He needs to go. This is your time, it's not theirs, it's time for them to go. You don't tolerate this.
5: Well, are you guys gonna to listen to Amy's advice? Absolutely. What about Why? you? Are you gonna do the right thing and participate? Oh yeah. Okay, good.
2: The transparent woman who attacked me is still extremely dangerous. Anthony and Tony need to follow my advice, or she could do a lot of damage Not only to the restaurant, but also to its employees and customers.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.